0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to the E2C Network, a family of podcasts covering Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. It is that time of year again, the time we love ...to look forward to when Auburn Athletics gets kicked off for another year. This year is 2018. We'll be looking for the 2018-19 to academic and athletic year for the Auburn Tigers going forward here. My name is Kyle Loomis. I'm the Director, Editor-in-Chief of this network and probably... A big mistake on my part to get this many people on a call all at once uh, <laughs> to talk about Auburn athletes. Could this could be just pure chaos here. But I have assembled our great team of contributors from all our different podcasts, blog writers, anything else that they do for us. And then there's just some other weird people I couldn't get rid of, so they're still here. But uh, I'm going to start introducing every one of them so we can let you all who may be coming on for the first time get to know these people that are part of the E2C network. And who is eating chips in the background? (laughs) What is that? See, I told you guys this this was going to be madness.
1: Is Chandler
2: still here? (laughs) I think he's still here. I'm here. Okay, you've been quiet for the first time in your life. Well, I've been back and forth downstairs and...
3: Oh, my God. And eating
2: Look. chips. I'm fixing... Di- or, no, I'm fi- I- I'm not eating any chips. That was somebody else.
3: But The bachelorette <laughs> oh, no, no, on 하- each pues nope. Wow. This is not it's going well. Shots it's, fired already. It's the tell-all
2: series tomorrow night, so y'all need to watch. Oh, boy.
0: With that being said, let me try to get everybody introduced so you can know whose voice is who. I'll start off with the most important person in my life, which is Benjamin King. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: I'm so flattered. I'm so <laughs> hurt right now.
0: <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Jessica Reese Loomis, my wife, my partner in crime. She is the host of Tiger Tracks covering Auburn cross-country track and field.
1: I would like to say that I'm actually the CWO. If you're the CEO, I'm the chief wife officer. I never
0: said I was the CEO. I just said.
1: Director. You know, yeah. I, I like that, Jess. That's
0: your I
4: thought. think you should be CEO and chairman.
1: Okay, I'm everything. I am the neck of this operation of cows, the you're Head. The, you're the
0: president. <laughs> so who's the butt of this operation then? Well, Chandler. Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have Mr. Benjamin King, who I said was the most important person in my life, but he's been here since the beginning. He is one of the co-hosts of No Huddle, the Auburn football show. How are you doing, buddy?
4: Good. I'm, I'm happy to be the right bicep of this team. <laughs>
0: Well, if you're the right bicep, that makes A.J. Richardson your other co-host for No Huddle and our social media coordinator for the site, the Left Bicep of the ECUC Network. How you doing, buddy?
5: Doing great and coming in strong. Coming so. in hot
0: and strong, apparently. Oh, Everybody's yes. got jokes galore tonight. <laughs> well, let's go on to the butt of the operation, Chandler Fullman. <laughs> he is uh, a frequent blogger for us, but also most... <laughs> Lovingly known as the brains behind the Hitchcock Heckler Show, which is Auburn Baseball Podcast. How
2: are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'd prefer to be uh, referred to as the right arm and right leg of the operation, since (laughs) since that that, that worked well on me.
0: That is such an inside joke right now, that if you know Chandler, you know what he's mentioning, so I'm not going to go any further with that, but that is Chandler. Um, Another co-host for Hitchcock Heckler's. Our co-host, also for Inside the Jungle, and our content manager for the website, Mr. Clinton Richardson. How are you doing, buddy?
1: Wait, what body part is he? I don't know. What is he? I refuse to be part of
5: this body.
0: (laughs) He's a foot. So
5: he,
0: (laughs) so he's a tumor. Since he doesn't want to be part of the body, he's trying to kill it. Oh, move him! Oh, (laughs) I I went there (laughs) first.
5: You said that Chandler's the brains of anything, and then you throw me as a cancerous tumor.
0: Well, you know. I'm just trying to win points all the way I know around. how
5: well,
4: I'm respected around here. I'm glad 2018, 2019 is going to be our last and best year.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I'm just this whole ship is going to sink real quick.
0: Well, at least he's not the butt, though. The last guy we have on here tonight. Uh, Peter Green, who is a co-host for Stoppage Time, our Auburn soccer podcast. He's also your moderator for the um, E2C Network Auburn Discussions Facebook group, and you can go check that out over there. Uh, Peter, how are you doing tonight?
3: War Eagle. Uh, I'm glad we're running out of body parts. I really don't want to know at this point what's left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, you know, we didn't give anybody the position of legs. We had biceps, butt, head, neck, you know. Belly so. button. Belly button? Okay, so apparently Peter <laughs> is the belly we gonna
5: button. Are we going to have to assign a gender to this thing soon?
0: Apparently. That's the way this yeah. thing is going to go tonight. Let's
1: then... leave that for everybody. else. Just, just a tiger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, well, it's good to have everybody on here tonight. If you have been a frequenter of the E2C Network, you know we are missing two faces tonight that we normally have had drew hooper is our other co-host uh for stoppage time he'll be able to join us tonight but you'll hear him this upcoming season talking about auburn soccer with peter but we've also had to say goodbye to a very good friend and a very familiar face in austin scott who has moved on to greener pastures he's probably like thank goodness i'm away from all these lunatics and don't have to write thank for them Yeah, and Chandler. Um, But I'm sad to see uh, Austin go on to do some stuff with his career because that means he can't really have time to be with us that much anymore. Uh, But we were very appreciative of his time here with us and all the articles that he did with us. But we'll definitely have some more um, article writing, hopefully from some of the people that you're hearing here, but maybe some new faces down the road too when it comes uh, time to get that figured out as well. So with all that being said, I want us to kind of get moved into – ...discussing Auburn Athletics, but to talk about the present and even look into the future, you have to look at the past and reminisce about it, the good and the bad. And I want to pose a question to the group here and have them speak on Auburn as a whole, but definitely about their respective sports that they cover here. And the question is, was 2017-2018 athletic year the best year in the last couple of decades for Auburn Athletics? And very interestingly enough, since she's shaking her head, she has volunteered herself to be the first one to answer that question. So, Jessica, why don't you start (laughs) us off with that?
1: Well, I can only speak for cross-country and track and field. And I can say it was not our best year, even since I've been doing the show. So, if we're looking holistically at all of Auburn Athletics, my opinion is no. Did we have some great things happen? Absolutely. But as the entire... Amalgamation of all sports? No, it was not our best year.
5: Those are some big words.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all all chime in on that one and battle her on that. So y'all go right ahead.
3: Well, I'm afraid to battle Jessica. I don't want to end up on the couch or sleeping with a cat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but hey, I think head on is a whole, a good cat. yeah, I'm allergic to cats. so That's not gonna work for me. <laughs> but I think on a whole, I mean, you, if you look at all the sports, uh, just kind of as that, uh, as our blog, uh, you know, spelled out, I thought. As a whole, we did really good across the board. I mean, we did have one national championship. We don't have anybody here representing, so I'm going to say equestrian national championship there. I War mean, horses. they're dependent. It's like
2: every year. yeah, we It do. is. They're we very dependent. We the equestrian podcast. War Horses. Why get on don't it, have... Chandler. I'm, I'm going to get on that right now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I've been waiting for this since 2013
0: we then we really have been talking about the war horses podcast since the very beginning of this i mean we tried so hard every year to include as much equestrian as we can into the show you know we've never done that analyze how they score equestrian matches i don't even know if you call them matches
4: so no, probably it never
1: don't do never did a show. You probably shouldn't be the host of the show if you don't know <laughs> how they score it or what they call it. That's hey, why.
4: I'm the horse gets you. out, it prances around, we win national championships. What else do <laughs> you need in
0: that? <laughs> I think it's a little bit more complicated than that, Ben, so I hope we didn't offend any equestrian uh, athletes tonight and that may have wanted to tune into the channel, but we are very appreciative of their national championship that they brought to the athletic uh, department. Uh, somebody else, let's see. Uh, Peter kind of spoke up, but Clint, what about you? Best athletic year in quite some time for Auburn?
5: I think so, just around the overall of the athletic department. Um, football had a heck of a season, couldn't finish it. Baseball had a heck of a season, couldn't finish it. Um, if if some of these teams could have finished it out like Equestrian did, I think that this would no, no doubt be the greatest season in Auburn Athletics history, but... You know, it's it's hard to diminish a, a New Year's Six um, bowl game for football, two number one victories, and what what baseball and basketball were able to accomplish. Right.
0: Yeah, I think there's a definitely a a something you need to think about Thanks. in terms of looking at everything at a whole. There, you know, I, I agree with Jessica. When you take the individual parts, it's harder to make that case. But when you make the case as a whole. It's, it's a pretty compelling argument to make that I, the last year that I thought about that could come close to this year in terms of looking at it as a whole was 1999-ish kind of year or, or around that time frame there. Uh, but let's see uh, who hasn't. AJ, what is your thoughts on that question?
5: I mean, my first thought, being a no-huddle football guy is football. I mean, there's no other school that's ever defeated a number one team And it are two number one teams within three weeks. And that's in and of itself insane. Um, And then you take into the fact that we made it one game away from going to the playoffs. That's incredible. Um, Out of so many students or so many uh, teams that are in national standings uh, for football. um, That's just crazy to me.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely football is an anchor always for us when we look at the success of a year. And much like baseball, much like basketball, coming a little bit short of our chances uh, in terms of a national championship, it, it's a little disappointing. Uh, but the fact that they all the big three made so much noise on the grand stage this year, and we call them the big three just because that's what most people recognize is when you talk about football, basketball, and baseball. Um, I do agree that having them all be so successful and then, and even a bigger topic, I think securing their coaches future for the foreseeable future in the same year, that is something that's, I think is even bigger when you think about all this and a guy that's really gotten close to some of the coaches and gotten to know them a little better is Chandler. So what do you think about all this
2: Chandler? Um, well, I know that here at the E2C network, I'm considered the, the older, the more wise one. Um, <laughs> oh. um, I don't ever have many jokes. But, whatever. Um, whatever. <laughs> whatever to you. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, so I, I mean, yes, I think it was the best, uh, in the last probably 20 years. Um, but I know we had Pat Dye, Sonny Smith, and Hal Baird all at the same time. Um, so I don't know what they did in some of their years here. Um, but uh, that's the only time that I think could have possibly matched um, this year.
0: I, def- I definitely think that's an era that you have to consider as one of the best when you think about just the name of How Baird. Pat Dye, Sonny Smith, but I think we definitely need to look at what did they accomplish during that relative time frame that they were together to make that case a little bit better. I think the point still stands all the way around, though, that most people, when you look at Auburn Athletics 2017-18 as a whole, very successful, and it doesn't hurt that there's a national championship thrown in there. Well, and we're not even covering, right. we're not even covering golf. We're not even covering tennis, you know, golf men's golf did great this year too. So we're not even mentioning some of those things, just the sports that we have shows for here. Uh, but I, this season, this past year in seasons got me so excited for the future of Auburn athletics. Ben, what is your outlook for Auburn based on what you saw from these past athletic years?
4: As far as like, if this was the best like season ever yes. for everyone, Yes. I mean, r- refresh me if, I'm, if my memory is wrong, but I'm pretty sure we won equestrian in 2010 as well, didn't I, we?
0: I think that's relatively right. Clint, I think you're kind of good on the stats there. Do you remember that one? I uh, do not.
5: You'll have to give me a second so, to look it up.
4: Yeah, I'm going to have to, to measure the, the success of the Auburn seasons and athletic season as a whole based on championships. Just because, you know, that's, that's kind of the bar you raise everything to. And uh, since probably not saying anyone else's podcast or sport or anything is not as important, but the bread and butter of the, the South, we'll say, or the SEC is football. And in 2010, Auburn won the NCAA Football National Championship. And I, I remember having a lot of other excitement within Auburn Athletics then. So this last year was great. It can't top what i experienced in 2010 and maybe maybe it's because i was a student then as well i don't know
0: but uh you remember that kyle yes i do you know i wasn't
4: the... that a fantastic time
0: i am an to old be fogey an here, Tiger? but it was i agree with you it was completely fantastic jessica remembers it too you know that was the we got engaged the championship year. She got to get proposed in front of the national championship trophy.
1: Unfortunately, not by Cam Newton, like I was hoping. Though.
0: Oh, wow. Oh. The shots Ooh. just keep coming. I'm just you know what? I'm just gonna go over here in my corner, and you guys run the show from now on.
1: We're saying Cam Newton would have been a good one. Uh,
0: anyway, <laughs> I
2: don't
0: know how much. Girl can drink, can't she? <laughs> Anyway, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I would have married Cam Newton, too, to be, you know, just well, throw that out there. I would have as well.
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right, this got Watch weird that real recorded.
0: quick. gotten really <laughs> off track here on the show tonight. But I, I love all you guys' point, I guess my last question on this topic, is, since Jessica was the only one that disagreed, really, was that does that change your opinion of this athletic uh, year in the past, what all these other guys just said?
1: No, I'm not a flip-flop. I stand my guns I say it was not the greatest year and I stick by it I think it was a great year absolutely I I
4: agree with you Jessica thank you it was a great year not the best
1: exactly exactly and there's nothing wrong with that it just gives us room for improvement so it's kind of good coming off of a good year not a great year because now we have something to look forward to that hopefully we can build into a great year with all these sports
0: there you go I think we could just end the show right there with Jessica.
1: boom mic drop
0: (laughs) just like Gus Melzahn boom it's done all right,
1: Don't m- pretend that I knew that Gus said that. All right. Yes.
0: Real quick, looked
4: up. Auburn celebrates the equestrian national championship in 2010.
0: Well,
5: so we two can... championships. Well, <laughs> if you want specifics, it was in 2011 that they won the championship. But
4: can't don't they that. like
5: don't their seasons flip flop though? 2010-2011 season. Yeah. Georgia won the 09. 2010 championship so it's well, still 2010
0: yeah I would throw with
5: what <clears throat> Ben's saying
0: in there I, I, yeah <laughs> get, I would definitely film um I, I think that falls into the same calendar year as in terms of athletic year as the football championship so I think Ben has a great point there that if you want to look at just seasons and not maybe time periods 2010 definitely needs to be thrown in there it's interesting how like the beginnings or ends of a a decade seemed to kind of bookmark some good success for Auburn. You, you,
5: you guys keep pointing out 2010, 2011, like there was any success whatsoever in basketball. <laughs> so oh, do we have a basketball team then? No, <laughs> I thought Barbie was playing as a team.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> we almost had, we almost had our buddy Chaz playing on that team. It was that bad,
5: <sighs> man. He could have made it. We had Rob Chubb on the team. What more oh, do you gosh. want?
2: Look, y'all don't
0: be getting on my boy Rob Chubb now. I, I enjoy I'll be
5: it. getting on your boy Rob Chubb today, <laughs> tomorrow, and the rest of all time.
0: Ooh. Well, we have made no friends. The worst basketball player
5: to ever come out of if all. we're whoa, if we're whoa. talking about really good basketball. Two
4: thousand three was the last time we were in the dance. Exactly. So to uh,
3: say, Varez Ward was not very good. <laughs> I mean, he was good on the court, but he was not good for Auburn.
0: <laughs> well, since we're just bringing out our least favorite, I mean, Stanley McGlover can be thrown in there for being... Oh,
5: oh, you mean, you mean uh, your favorite, Chris Todd? And then that's
0: it. That's Uh-oh. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, show's over. Show killer. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a little bit more of looking at the pe- present, uh, what's coming up, and a little bit more of the future as well here for this next athletic year. We're going to try to go show by show, but also sport by sport. And I think we'll start off with our newest show in terms of it's only second year Hitchcock hecklers with Clint and Chandler helming that together, which has been quite interesting at times. I mean, you know, if they're not arguing with each other, Chandler's admiring the baseball players, butts. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, 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 don't, I don't have any words for that. Cause when I was <laughs> in the editing floor, listening to that happen, I was on the floor dying, trying to catch my breath from <laughs> laughing. Hey, josh anthony
2: has a good butt (laughs) (laughs) i thought this was a family (laughs) show fire (laughs) hydrants
0: all right well let me defend it to the end let me do this for uh i think clint's gonna have a a chance to say a lot about um basketball here in a second because i want him to take center stage on that but he can definitely pitch in here for hitchcock hecklers but chandler tell us about what you're expecting for this upcoming year in baseball
5: um i'm gonna expect have the a, best bud on next year's team
2: oh I, I haven't i'll have to study that more uh this fall um, <laughs> but um i expect a very a very successful season um i expect tanner burns to to lead the way being our ace and then it'll be interesting where we go from uh for pitching from from there um we have Uh, Davis Daniel, who came on really, really hot and, um, had a very good, uh, I guess last month of the season and did superb, uh, in the summer league this summer up in Cape Cod. And so I would expect him to either be the number two or number three guy. And then I kind of expect, uh, Garrett Wade to, to, uh, step in, um, a freshman out of, uh, uh, Hantsville or uh, see, Hartsell, um step in and uh, have a big role um, in in the uh, pitching rotation, and then it'll be interesting to see um, how our how our bats produce because we are bringing back a lot of our offense as well. Um, will Holland, uh, he's going to be a junior. Stephen Williams and Edward Julian will both be sophomores, so it'll be it'll be a, interesting to see. But as a whole, I'm expecting um, a a realistic, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but a realistic goal of reaching Omaha. Um, I think that should be the goal of this year's team because we we were this close. We came within um, two or three outs of it this past season. So I think that's a very realistic goal, and um, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Clint, do you have any rebuttal for that?
2: No,
5: I, I like Chandler's optimism, and I share most of it. Um, I, I think it's realistic to expect a couple of these players to go through a slump. Um, our freshmen were so great this past year that there's I. it's probably not likely that all of them are going to be able to play at the same level. Uh, I think Will Holland's going to have a fantastic season, as he's already been dubbed the D1 baseball top draft prospect for next season and i i mentioned it on the uh hitchcock heckler's season finale show that butch thompson is my favorite coach on this campus and i support butch a hundred percent and expect him to be able to keep auburn in the contention to fight for conference championships and college world series bursts hey clint okay so we we usually associate great coaches with somebody like a Bruce Pearl, very enthusiastic. How do you compare somebody like that to Butch Thompson? Like, what what makes him that much better than Butch or than Bruce Pearl? I wouldn't say that Butch is better or more boisterous than Bruce by any means. Um, I think that it's personal taste first, and you know, I I've always. Appreciated how Butch has been so personable. You can walk up to him on the side of the street and he knows who we are. He always says hi to us before the games and he's always looking out for us as well as his team. And he told us in Gainesville the night before the last game, he looked at me and Chandler in the eyes and said, I hope we make you proud tomorrow. And Bruce has done the same thing. And those those are the kind of uh, personality traits that make Auburn great and make it a special place. And both of those guys are needed here in Auburn and they both see to love it. And they've both had opportunities to go somewhere else and do something different. And they both want to stay in Auburn, even if it means they have to sacrifice something. So, you know, I, I love Bruce and I think he's a fantastic coach. Um, Butch is just my personal favorite. I know him a little bit better personally. And, you know, I would have a hard time not wanting to send my kids to play for any of our coaches on this campus right now.
0: I agree with that statement. I am very impressed and proud of this set of coaches, not just of the ones we're going to mention tonight, but across the board that we have assembled here at Auburn this time. And I do want to, as I always do, give credit to a man that's no longer athletic director, but Jay Jacobs had a extremely important hand in assembling and keeping some of this crew. And then further that to our new athletic director, Alan Green, who made the decision despite some scandals that were out there, despite some questions about the longevity of some of the programs, made some decisions to move away from some other coaches, but also keep some of those fan favorites and ones that were probably really good men to have as part of your athletic de- department overall. And so I'm very happy with the group that we have assembled forward to close out our baseball section of this, I, as I always like to do and this is Clint's favorite part of the show. I asked for predictions. Jeez. <laughs> Chandler. I have to do this
5: twice? Yes, really?
0: you got you to do this twice. Chandler, I want you to give me what if you, I know they rank baseball, but those are a little bit less important than some other sports. Where do you think baseball ends up ranked at the end of the year after this athletic year?
2: Um, question you got. I'm going to say number number seven.
0: Number seven overall. Clint, what about you? I'm not doing a ranking. <laughs> give give me like give me like seven ish or fourteen ish or one ish.
5: <laughs> like this is the best question you could have come up with. You couldn't have <laughs> like you Clint, gotta, you that, gotta Clint, set me up to want to say that Daniel Carlson will win the Heisman. That
0: is the boldest prediction you've ever made. I was so <laughs> yeah, <that's, by> that was <laughs> that,
2: that was a very bad. Prediction. You wanted a bold prediction, and I gave you one. You didn't say it had to be realistic. But this is your chance to say one ish. Clint, say one. Say one in case uh, Butch listens to the to the show. <laughs> I'm gonna go a little different and
5: say that I expect. My prediction for Auburn is to host and win a regional and to host and win a super regional. All right. Well, that's about as close
0: as you're going to get something like that. from. So that
5: puts you at eight-ish.
0: Eight-ish. Yeah. I like it. Eight-ish I'll take. That that makes you happy. (laughs) So if we kind of put those together, seven or eight, we'll see how you guys uh, look in about a year's time from now uh, when we look back at these predictions. Uh, but let's move on to a different sport and one of our favorite shows here on the network, Stoppage Time with Peter Green and Drew Hooper. So you're just going to hear from Peter tonight, like we already said. Uh, Peter, what is your perspective of Coach Karen Hoppa and this Auburn soccer program going forward?
3: Oh, I'm I'm really optimistic, and part of the reason is just last season. You know, I, you know we wrote it in the blog and the uh, the blog where we talked about this being the the best season in Auburn athletics, but she really had to rebuild, not rebuild the team, but she had to plug in players in some really key places. And she still made the, the postseason. And she's gonna have to do it again this year, too. We lost uh, Kristen Dodson, uh, some other players. Uh, you know, we had more seniors leave the program. And so she's gonna have to fill in some holes. Carolyn Bado on the back line. She was really good this year. Uh, she's gone. And we're going to refill those holes. But I think with these freshmen coming in, uh, I think it, uh, Coach Hoppa can do it. So uh, I'll save my prediction till you ask for it. But I really, I am very, I'm very optimistic about this season, just because I've seen her do it before. I've seen Coach Hoppa fill these holes and see success again.
0: One of the most impressive things for me about Coach Hoppa is how her program has been on a steady incline you see a lot of programs where they'll have a sharp spike of success from being nothing and then they'll drop back down to me yes I know that last year there were kind of some little rough spots for them but there's never been a real big drop off since we've been covering them here on this network uh, in terms of you know postseason play how they compete during the regular season is that kind of how you've seen the trajectory for this program
3: I do you know uh, before the season started Auburn, we talked about you know Bruce Pearl and and got smiles on and, and uh, Butch Thompson getting contracts. Well, Coach Hopper got hers before this last season, so we have some longevity there with her, and I think that's great because we've seen continued success with her, and we've seen this, we've not plateaued, and we're 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 staying up here in the playoffs. We're seeing uh, wins in the postseason, and I think that's great, and I think we're gonna keep seeing that under Coach Hopper.
5: Yeah, I definitely I, agree with that. Now, Peter, is, isn't is this um, Coach Hoppa's 20th season on the Plains?
3: Man, I know it's double digits for sure, and it's in the upper double do- digits, but uh, I, I can't tell you for sure 20, but that <laughs> I, sounds I, I about right. I,
5: saw, I think I saw it was her 20th season, which will definitely put her as probably the, most, the longest tenured coach on campus, and I think that that says a lot about her and a lot about this program.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica, hasn't Coach Ralph Spry been here for quite some time? Do you remember?
1: Well, your fatal error is assuming that I know anything about Auburn Athletics, (laughs) so let's look that up.
0: (laughs) I gave her too much credit, but I I do think that Coach Ralph Spry has been here for quite some time. But while she's looking that up, I I mean, the the point still stands that Coach Karen Hoffa has provided um, in an area that a lot of people don't pay attention to, and that's the sad part about it, is this Auburn soccer program is really good and worth paying attention to, and she's provided stability for quite some time uh, here at Auburn. Uh, going forward, have you found that yet?
1: Um. Wow. He <laughs> he's been here since 1997.
0: <laughs> so somebody do math real quick. Twenty it's years. Twenty-one. Twenty-one years.
1: Twenty-one. Okay. Wow. He looks really good for being that old. <laughs> wow. Coach Spry, I'm
0: so sorry. I hope he doesn't listen.
1: <laughs> he probably doesn't.
0: Uh, You know, you never know. Sometimes people hear things through the grapevine, so we love you, Coach Spry.
1: Wow, he was in the Army, too. Dang, I probably should have read this a long time ago. Okay, continue on. Oh,
5: boy. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know anything about the sports we cover.
0: Uh, Anyway, back to soccer a little bit. One of the most impressive things about this past season was uh, the way that they were able to compete with the best team, not just in the SEC, but in the league in Florida, so you talk about Auburn football taking down number ones. Peter, Auburn soccer was able to do that before them.
3: Oh yeah, we've we've had uh, Florida's card for a couple of years now. Uh, we actually had a streak going until this very last game. We saw them again. I think it was the SEC uh, tournament, and they knocked us out. But uh, yeah, we, I I really enjoy beating Florida. Uh, but more than that, more than that, and I noted this in our blog. But the last two seasons, the only uh the only team to knock auburn out of the season out of out of the uh, to end their season were the na- was the national champion it was you uh usc the year before under a coach that coach Hoppe had as an assistant at one time and this last year uh UCLA, ucla who actually ended up being the national champion as well so the only people that can knock auburn soccer off are the eventual nat- national champions
0: and it's interesting that those national champions keep coming from the west coast out there and you see Coach Karen Hoppe, especially in the non conference play, go out and spend some time there. Usually not always, but usually go play a couple of teams out there. So I think that's smart uh decision making on her part when she's making out a schedule, knowing that there's a lot of talent out there that she should go get her girls ready to play some of that talent out there, because there's a chance you'll see them in a tournament later on down the road.
3: And we'll um, be headed out there again this this year. We'll have a tournament out in California this year.
0: I'm not surprised at that I feel like every year they go to California. Uh, but so we do. I'm I'm going to do a different prediction for you, Peter. You know, I'm not going to make it easy for everybody and expect that. You know, I'm going to ask for a ranking or something like that. Who is the one player this year that you think is going to make the biggest impact on this Auburn soccer team?
3: Oh, uh, that's good. I mean, we've got a lot of great players. Um, but if I had to narrow one now, I think it's going to have to be Brie Folds this year. You know, we're losing Kristen Dodson. Uh, the year before that, we lost Casey Ramseyer, and Kristen Dodson have stepped into that role. Uh, this year, we, losing Dodson is going to have to be Brie Foles. And Brie Foles has been invited to the U.S. women's uh, under 19 and under 20 camps. Uh, so she's trained with the U.S. women's coaches, uh, U.S. women national team coaches. So she's got a lot of experience coming into this year. And I think she's going to have to be the one that really steps up and is going to be our big time goal scorer this year.
0: I think that's a great pick there. Um, you know, we're so used to hearing about the Rams ears. we're so used to hearing about Dodson's. Uh, and seen, we've we've heard about Brie Folds as she's been coming up um, underneath some of these older players, and I think this is definitely her time to step forward and uh, take the spotlight a little bit and kind of be the leader of this team. So I I love that pick, Peter, and I think you might be on to something there.
3: I want to say this too. Also, is we have three seniors on this team. You know, we we've been losing five, six seniors these last couple of seasons. We're only going to have three this year, and Brie Folds isn't one of them. She's actually a junior. We're going to have I think it's Ashton Brock, uh, Taylor Troutman, and uh, our goalkeeper. Uh, Sarah LeBeau. So that means that we have have uh, sophomores and juniors with a lot of experience going to be on this team. So I think that's great for this season and going forward.
0: Definitely. I, I agree with you there. Let's move on to probably what was the biggest surprise of this last athletic year, and that was Auburn men's basketball. Uh, Coach Bruce Pearl, this was, it was expected for him to have success at some point. Um, it was kind of surprising, honestly, how quickly he had success with the program, with what he inherited, the the utter mess that he inherited with this program and the fact that within four years time he has now brought an Auburn men's basketball team not just to to competitiveness but to be nationally recognized and nationally feared for the most part now we kind of fell off at the end of there but Clint were you ever expecting Auburn basketball to do what it did this season
5: not at all and I don't think many Auburn fans were or they wouldn't have gotten returns on their season tickets
0: <laughs> little uh quick on the on the trigger there for a lot of those auburn fans who got scared by the scandal there and that's one of those f- scandals that we had it seemed like every time we were doing a live show a podcast or something we had i think peter was the one who was keeping up with the scandal clock for us uh, <laughs> which currently peter do we have a clock going right now for the next auburn scandal
3: this is it's pretty amazing that we are going through summer with no scandal that I can think of. And we have just Usually we have players it. arrested. I know. Knock on wood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm hoping that's, that clock stays uh, running for a long time here uh, going forward. But kind of over back to Clint here, um, him being my co-host on Inside the Jungle. It's been a lot of fun. We were the first show as part of the network concept when we started breaking out from the single show with the ever to conquer podcast. And it's been a lot of fun to watch the complete story of coach Bruce Pearl's program. So Clint looking to the future for this upcoming year, what are your thoughts in general about, and what do you kind of expect to see?
5: I expect to see a rather repeat of this year to, to see Auburn compete for a conference championship. And to make it to the NCAA tournament, um, like you said, we fell off towards the end of the year. A couple of injuries, couple of you know, just just being tired. This team was worn thin so much last year, and I, I don't think that's going to be the same issue next year with with um, players back from suspensions. Um, you know, hopefully, no FBI investigation this summer. Knock on wood. And <laughs> and and a good uh, incoming group of players that I think will be beneficial to this team moving forward. And, you know, I I like having Bryce Brown, Jared Harper, um, Austin Wiley, Daniel Purifoy. I think that those four are going to be able to just light up the court this year. Um, Anthony Macklemore was just recently cleared for practice after a very gruesome injury. So, you know, I think, All the parts are falling into place for another special season for Auburn.
0: I definitely have to agree with you there. I don't expect there to be really any drop-off in the sense of what we're gaining versus what we're losing there. I think anything that we're losing, it'll equalize out in other areas. So I would definitely agree with you in terms of a repeat and general success. I think that's going to be the case here. What I really want to see is what we talked about similar to coach Karen Hoppe's is us not to backslide, but definitely not stay stagnant. I wanted to see improvement in other areas as well. Um, you know, this is not your prediction, Clint, but who is who is the player you think is going to be the biggest uh, step out to watch this year for Auburn basketball?
5: Oh boy. Um, probably Purifoy is who I want to see compete this year. I'm sitting out a year. Um, not really had the limelight on him like Austin Wiley has. Uh, I'm interested to see how he fits back into this team and how these roles um, kind of work themselves out throughout the year and throughout the summer.
2: Yeah, that
0: that is going to be an interesting storyline, seeing where he fits into this piece since he's been sitting out here. And, and, I mean, the same can be said for Austin Wiley, but Purifoy, I think, is kind of that that weird position there where he can be both a bigger player and a, a guard type player. And where does he fit into all of this dynamic, especially when Mustafa here and gone here, uh, there's, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered, but there's one question that will not ever have to be answered. And that is who is yelling the loudest there on the, uh, the TVs when you're uh, watching Auburn basketball games. And that's Chandler Fullman. Will you be there this season, buddy to scream into the the TV mics and be the bane of everybody else watching the game?
2: Yes, I'll be there until December, but i graduate then. And really then, I don't know what I'm doing, but we'll see.
0: Well, I hope that you bring the the best that we can expect out of you in terms of yelling and and making people upset on social media at you because you yell so loud into the TV mics. (laughs) I
2: will not disappoint.
0: (laughs) You never do, my friend. You never do. Um, All right, Clint, prediction time. I know you love it. Tell me how many or even who will be an Auburn first or a first team SEC pick for Auburn (laughs) yes I'm asking that for a reason media people
5: um well just the way that our previous couple of years have gone I'm gonna say one one and I'm assuming that's gonna be Austin Wiley I don't know who it's gonna be just gonna say one if we went from zero last year with the team we had and it's probably going to be one. And if KT Harrell still doesn't freaking make an All SEC team, I I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't have much hope for the media.
0: You are still bitter about that KT Harrell thing.
5: God, <laughs> I mean the best player in the league doesn't even land on the second team.
0: Well, I'm not surprised by anything uh, the media says does predict these days because it just it, it never seems to shock me. Football. That's that's even another source. Yeah, and this is here. why I don't predictions but this is why i love picking on you about them that's gonna do it for part one of the e2c network kickoff show showcasing the 2018-19 athletic year for our auburn tigers we'll be back in a few short days to finish up the show In the meantime, make sure you go visit e2cnetwork.com where you can find all our podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. You can even listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Make sure you're following us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and even on YouTube. And before we go, let me leave you with this final thought. I believe in work, hard work. I believe in education, honesty and truthfulness, a sound mind, obedience to the law, in the human touch, and in my country. And because Auburn men and women believe in these things, I believe in Auburn and love it. Do you?